Hello, I hope you're doing well and of course welcome along to The Tech Briefing with myself, James Say. In this episode, episode 7, we discuss Facebook buying the gift sharing service Giphy, we look at Clubhouse's new $100 million valuation and we see how Huawei in the UK is getting political again. Now, don't forget this podcast is also now available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So let's get into it then. So Facebook buying Giphy. Well, on Friday last week, Facebook announced that it is welcoming the GIF service uh, Giphy into its Instagram team. So basically, they're buying Giphy and integrating it into its Instagram business. It's reported that Facebook paid $400 million for Giphy, which is a significant amount of money, of course. Um, however, you know, its its last valuation back in 2016, when it raised $72 million in VC funding, it was actually valued at $528 million. So it's seen its value drop by around 25%. Now, there is, of course, a difference between a valuation for investment and a valuation for a cash purchase. I think Facebook have probably got quite a good deal on this. It's a deal that makes a lot of sense. Facebook's users already know Giphy and use it quite a lot. In fact, around half of Giphy's traffic comes from Facebook, or at least the Facebook family of apps, which of course includes Instagram and WhatsApp. Now, a lot of people have talked about this acquisition being all about data. By by acquiring the company, Facebook now has more data on what people do online, and importantly, uh, what people do on other platforms is, of course, Giphy is used on many other social networks. But actually, I think this is probably a very small part of Facebook's Facebook's thinking on this one. I think this acquisition is much more about the technology and almost the science than anything else. What Giphy has is a real understanding uh, of user sentiment. Uh, GIFs have this quite unique ability to portray people's feelings and emotions and really allow people to express them and their creativity. This is particularly prevalent, I think, in younger generations who can really communicate almost entirely without words. They communicate by pictures, by GIFs, videos, memes, all sorts of stuff that just kind of isn't text. So they have a deep understanding of people's emotions from images. So I think what Facebook is really acquiring is this knowledge of people's sentiment and an understanding of how people are communicating. So moving on to Clubhouse then. Now you may recall in a few episodes back, I think it was episode three, uh, that we talked about this new app called Clubhouse. It's kind of a social media app that allows people to spontaneously join voice-only groups. Um, And it's worth taking a look um, if it's kind of in your area of interest. Do a bit of Googling on it. Well, that app has just raised its first ever round of venture capital funding. It secured a $10 million investment from a very well-known firm uh, called Andreessen Horowitz at a $90 million valuation. Now, these are relatively modest figures, particularly when you compare them to the you know, the Facebook uh, Giphy acquisition that we've just discussed. But for a company that's only been around a few months and whose app isn't even released to the general public yet, it's quite a sizable valuation, I think. Now, this app, Clubhouse, has a lot of people getting really very excited although I will say they do seem to be quite confined to the tech industry at the moment. Now, it's reported that there was some steep competition for this funding round, with some bids supposedly getting up to $100 million. The concept of the app is really interesting, I think. Spontaneous group voice chats are something that people have started craving since the global lockdown started, and people are spending huge amounts of time at home with little interaction with others, potentially. 
Now, Clubhouse starts to go some way to replacing those sort of ad hoc conversations that we have with um, with, with colleagues in the office or with friends in the pub um, or perhaps family at home. This app and its, I would say, no doubt many emerging competitors are definitely worth keeping an eye on. So Huawei in the UK then. So it's been reported uh, uh, late last week um, that members of the Conservative Party in the UK are pushing the Prime Minister Boris Johnson um, to again review Huawei's involvement in 5G networks in the country. So earlier this year, the government announced new rules that would see Huawei's market share being capped at 35% of infrastructure, telecoms infrastructure. And so the pressure now is to completely remove them by 2023. It's a little unclear where these new pressures have kind of come from, but it's likely that members are looking at, at perhaps Australia and of course the USA where Huawei has, has essentially been completely banned. So in a letter to the Prime Minister some weeks ago, MPs point towards our um, apparent over-reliance over on China. Now it seems again that this is a largely political move. Um, without any real thought or understanding of the reality and the true risks supposedly posed by the company. The telecoms industry in the UK has been desperately trying to get some clarity and direction on this issue, which they thought had come earlier this year. For them, rolling out networks is extremely expensive, with 5G being by far the biggest investment they've ever made. And so to have this turbulence and uncertainty in their supply market is not good at all. All of the mobile network operators in the UK have at least some Huawei equipment in the network with um, I think three having the most, um, but, but certainly very closely followed by EE um, if, if EE aren't, aren't, don't have the most already. So for them, this poses a very, very difficult challenge, I think. Huawei produce um, some excellent equipment at very competitive prices. Um, most people in the, in the industry really recognize that the company is probably you know probably at least a year uh, if not more ahead of ahead of the other competition which is largely um, Ericsson and Nokia. Now I really hope the UK government takes a very well balanced and evidence-based approach to this and doesn't make our telecoms networks political. We all rely on them far too much for that to happen. Okay, that's everything for this week. Um, thank you, of course, very much for listening in and engaging, and I will see you next week.